Hello? Okay. So who in here would like to have it all? <laughs> yeah. So this is a great time to be talking about having it all because it's just around New Year's, a little bit after. How many people in here are still underway with their resolutions, strong and re- resilient? Two, three, four, five. Okay. So many people eventually stop even setting resolutions because it becomes so silly because after a couple months we all know that they fizzle out and and some people set them every year and then they're kind of like maybe next year you know and you know what I wanted to talk about today was why resolutions fail sometimes and also what the key is to kind of turning that around so go ahead and go to the next slide so today we're going to be talking about wants and desires and I was actually doing a little research on the word want and accordingly according to the internet the all-knowing internet Somebody said that in the Bible, every time the word want is actually listed in the Bible, it is used in um, the same exact definition as the word lack. So, you know, how many people in here, when you actually want something, say, I want blank? Yeah, that's what we say. But according to the vibration of that word, it's really a word founded in lack. So every time we're like, I want, I want, I want, What the universe is hearing is, I don't have, I don't have, I need, I wish I had, I'll never get, you know, things like that. And and that really affects the vibration of what you're asking for. The next thing to think about is when those wants are really there to try to fill a void. And we're going to get into depth with this concept today about void filling and why the material of the world is constantly being thrown at us as a way to fulfill ourselves and fill a void that's there. And, um, you know, for many people who have undergone this maybe subconscious void filling, you didn't even realize it, but when you're undergoing this idea of seeking for more, 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 does it actually bring you joy and happiness? And then also this idea of not enoughness, which Reverend Joanne talks about all the time, but why do we think that getting a material possession will somehow make us better, happier people. When, honestly, year after year, we go through this process of obtaining things, having experiences, doing this and that, and all of a sudden it's just like, wait, I'm no further along than I was 20 years ago when I started all of this. And we're also going to get into this concept of envy and jealousy. So go ahead and go to the next slide. So, (laughs) here's a little... Biblical truth for you. (laughs) So, um, you know, this idea that in order to have what we want, we have to get it from somewhere that we already see it. So if that finger is the only finger for me in the world, and someone else already has it, then it doesn't make sense. Because when I'm asking for something, it's coming from this place of, I need to take it from someone else in order to receive it. And the thing is, is that our dreams and our goals and our potentials are so different. They're 100% unique to any other human being on this earth. Even if you had exact identical twins, their goals and dreams are different. It's because deep down we were all created as different souls, different energetic bodies to pursue different purposes, to live different lives and to experience different things. And whenever we turn to something and say, I need to take that from someone in order to have it. We're saying to the universe, there's not enough for everybody, and so therefore there's not enough for me. And the universe has no other option 
but to respond to us in the way that it actually hears you speaking, which is that, oh, if there's not enough for you, then there's not enough for you. There you go. And then we're not happy. We, we, we get ourselves into this deep misery of feeling like, why, when I look on Facebook, everyone else is happy, or when I, when I turn on the television, everyone's lives, even if they have problems, they're resolved in an hour. You know, like, that doesn't happen as much anymore. I watched all of Riverdale, and I did not know what was happening until, like, the last episode of the first season. I was like, ah! So they did not do the, you know, fam- or full house version. Go ahead and go to the next slide. And then we cause pain and suffering to others. That poor blue and yellow bird was minding its own business. In we swoop. And then we feel the guilt of those actions. Because the, the last thing we actually really desire, any of us, is to cause pain to other people. Even people we actively dislike, which is no one here, nobody has active disliked people in here. Because we all attend church and we know that's not right. She's giggling. <laughs> so, so basically this idea that we want to help other people in our journey. And if we need to cut someone else down to succeed, where does that put us from a point of spirituality, from our foundation? Go ahead and go to the next slide. Be careful what you want for. This says, I wish my husband was really hot. I just found that so funny. I was Googling, like, be careful what you wish for. And this is the image that came up. I was like, oh, that's going in. (laughs) So why aren't we happy even when we get what we want? Well, sometimes it's the asking, like in this video, or like in this picture. She said really hot. She didn't really describe what that meant. You know, maybe that was a different feeling she envisioned. So sometimes our actual asking is a little off. And sometimes it's because we're asking for the wrong thing. So if I'm asking and asking for, let's say, a husband, you know, let's just pretend it's a husband. (laughs) And, you know, if I get one and then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this one's all right. Okay, that one looks better. (laughs) And then I get that one. And I go, oh, that one wasn't as good as I thought. But we've got kids, so I'll bring them with me and I'll try this one. You know, all of a sudden, I, I'm sitting here going, why are all these guys the same? You know, and, and it's me. It's what I'm asking for. It's what I'm asking them to do for me. And it's because what I'm asking for and what I'm thinking I want is not aligned with the true desires in my heart. And no person and thing or anything can actually fill that desire, especially when I don't know what it is. Go ahead and go to the next slide. So, Here's what we do. Who would like to volunteer? Who's got a desire or a want that they know? Nobody in here. See you guys. Come on up. Come on up, Carl. All right. So, I'm going to lead you through a series of questions. He was not here for service. He doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> Those people who were, they didn't raise their hand. No. <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, I'm not going. All right. So, let's give them a round of applause for coming up. Thank you. This is the audience participation portion. Stay on your toes. Okay. So, what is it that you want? I want to be able to finish law school. Great. And why do you want that? Because I'm a bang-up attorney. Ooh. And why do you want to be a bang-up attorney? Well, 
I really want to be uh, great consultant because I am an inventor, and when I invent things, I certainly can't eat my lunch by charging me lots and lots of money. So I'd like to be able to do that for myself. Okay. And when you get that money for yourself, that lots and lots of money that that guy is currently eating, he'll lose weight, by the way, when he stops eating all of that. <laughs> so that helps with some of these other goals. Um, what will that give you? Um, it will give me more money to give to my wife so she can make trips. Great. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask, but why do you want your wife to leave on trips places? <laughs> she must be tired of me going to law school. <laughs> Okay, wait, though. We've come back to the beginning loop. So why do you want to be able to give that to your wife? All jokes uh, aside. She's a wonderful woman. She just takes really great care of me. Um, she's just super. And things she wants to do is travel. And I can't travel with her all the time. So I want to make sure that she gets the things she wants. I want to have a good relationship. Great. Thank you. So he starts out with this idea that he wants to finish a degree. And that's the want. And when you ask someone what they want, that's what comes forward. It's the surface want. But what's the desire? Do you know? I heard it. Did you hear it? The desire. Give my <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so the desire that I heard was to provide a special experience for somebody he loved. It was to give this this experience, this joy to somebody he cares about. And I have a question for you. Is finishing your law degree and getting your patent attorney to stop eating your money the only way you can get that? No, it's not. Interesting. Is there anything you could start doing today to move that dream forward? Um, I could um, start contributing more to what my wife needs to do her Christian travel without being Beautiful. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you. So sometimes an example is a better way to do something than me just blabbing at you. Plus, you get very sick of my sparkly shoes, and you need Dr. Carl to come up in his very nice suit. And so basically, the idea here is he thinks he wants something. And we all think that we want something. And you all can list your things. It may not include law school. It doesn't for me. But it might include something else. And sometimes we get down to the core of it, and it's a beautiful, giving reason. And sometimes it actually comes from a place of not greatness. Let's go to the next slide for a moment. Are you trying to answer a question, an unanswerable question? Am I enough? Am I lovable? Am I safe? Or am I in control? Am I powerful? These are very common questions for your brain to want to try to fill with other voids. So it says, I want a degree. And his went into a very beautiful place of, I want to spread love. I want to spread joy to my wife. Sometimes if you want a degree, it comes from a place of, I want to know that I'm smart enough, that people will accept me, that I'm good enough. Let's take weight loss. The most common like health and weight loss changes around New Year's. Why do we want that? Is it a question of our lovability? Will I finally get the man? Will I? No. I lost the weight. I'm still single. <laughs> okay. So um, the question might be, will I finally be accepted? Will people think better of me? You know, earlier, Greg so um, 
vulnerably shared his wants as well, and, and his ended up being a place of security. Am I safe? You know, if, if I have that money in the bank, will I finally feel safe? Will I finally feel like I have a place in this world that it's mine and, and I can protect it? You know, am I looking for a comfort zone or am I imprisoning myself in it? People are looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. And then the other one, am I powerful? Am I control, in control or am I helpless? Do I feel like I'm in a place of power? Some people want money because they really want the security, and some people want money because they want to feel strong and respected and empowered and influential, and they want to change lives, right? And sometimes those wants come from really good places. Like, I want to change lives because I want to teach people that they have the power to change their own lives. And sometimes it comes from a place of, I want to change lives because I want to be in control and I want everyone to bow down to me. I'm the first one. <laughs> All right. So you have to kind of ask yourself, when you're tracing your wants back, are you actually trying to live someone else's life? And that goes back to the jealousy and envy and the fingers, right? Are you actually living someone else's joy? Are you living the joy that your parents told you was right? Are you living the joy that our society tells us you have to live? For females, I grew up as a Disney princess, and I still am one. And every morning I look in the mirror, I'm like, is this Disney princess enough? Yes, yes. So, so I kind of had to ask myself, like, you know, I'm, I'm 33, and I'm not married. And is that okay? Society tells me no. It tells me you go to school, you meet a husband, you get married, you buy a house, you get a car, you drive the kids around in that car. You eventually kick the kids out of that house at 18, and then you have a midlife crisis. That's what I'm supposed to do. I didn't get that opportunity, so I'm up here. Yeah. I hope I'm not at a midlife crisis because I'm only 33. That's concerning because my midlife crisis happened at, like, 21. I was like, why? Because I was looking around, and Facebook had just become popular, and all of a sudden people had cameras on their phones. And I was looking, and I was going, oh, my gosh, my life sucks. Yeah, someone else agrees. Her life does suck. I've seen her Facebook posts. <laughs> yeah, I rarely post on Facebook because I'm not interesting at all. I actually gave this talk to uh, the community college a couple of days ago, and Kid came up and he said, can I follow you on Facebook? I was like, literally, it's like, hey, I'm tutoring today. My life is pretty boring. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that from that discomfort arose this great desire to change. Next slide, please. Okay, so... People always say money can't buy happiness, but I'm here to tell you it might. Okay, and then Greg came up to me after the service, and I've heard this study before that, like, up till $70,000, then your happiness plateaus, but I actually disagree. Because I think that your happiness could plateau either much sooner or much later, and I think it's really dependent on if your buying power is aligned with your desires or if your buying power is aligned with your wants. Because your wants are a bottomless pit, your house will become stuffed full of crap you don't like, and you'll be unhappy, and you still won't have anything that makes you feel fulfilled. But if you're using your money and you're spending it on things that fulfill your true desires, then every purchase you make will bring you joy, and you'll feel free and enlivened, and all of your closets will be a lot less crowded. 
Yeah, so just think about that. You know, the meditation earlier talked about, like, getting rid of some of your stuff and, and releasing the material clutter of, of what was holding you back. I, I'm paraphrasing very poorly. Next slide, please. Okay, so why do we even set resolutions? We're back to this resolution idea. And one of the reasons is to remind ourselves of what failures we are. Good for you. <laughs> okay, nobody laughed. Just one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> They're like, it's Sunday. Don't be funny. Okay. And the other, so, so the actual reason is because we hope for something else. Whenever we want something, it's God's voice speaking to our soul, saying, wake up. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop being unhappy. And then it gets us a want. Because wants are material, and we can see them and we can understand them. When you see a car and you're like, oh, that Tesla, I mean, any car, that Tesla is amazing. It's because something inside of you says that underneath you, there's a desire. And it's not about the Tesla. But the Tesla might uncover it for you. Okay, so that's because... It's really our connection to that limitless supply of abundance in the universe. And it's God's voice going, you can have it all and be happy. But you don't need to have the stuff that doesn't make you happy. Okay, next slide, please. Now what? Bye, guys. It's over. <laughs> Enjoy. No, there's, there are a couple steps, so let's see the next slide. Number one is to become aware of your attempts to answer your unanswerable questions. So... If you notice yourself going out and people-pleasing or going out and keeping yourself in your comfort zone or trying to control everything, guilty, then that is probably a key to you that you're answering an unanswerable question. How can you let the abundance and the flow of the universe come into your life if you're constantly controlling the outcome and you're constantly keeping yourself in your comfort zone, safe and secure, and you're constantly looking for validation from others to tell you that you're good enough and you're lovable enough? No one can fill that void. Not reconciliation with a parent who didn't do a good enough job. Not fixing uh, that relationship that never worked out. It won't work. Because that is a question that only you can answer from the depths of inside, in quiet, in stillness, within your soul, with God, with, with that union. Then you do the question trail. The question trail was demonstrated so beautifully by Dr. Carl. So you ask yourself, what do I want? And you write it down, and it could be a big, beautiful house. And you say, why do you want it? And you say, because I want to decorate it. And then you say, well, why do I want that? Well, because I want people to enjoy it when they're over. And then you say, well, why do I want that? Well, because I want to have a big, rich life full of community and love. And if that community and love doesn't come from the house, which it won't, because the house and the community and love are two different things, then you need to start to piece the puzzle together to bring that piece in first. You can build that community and love in a small one-bedroom apartment. Okay? And then you become more and more aware of what you actually desire. I said want up there, but it should say what you desire. Not what you want, but what you desire. And you spend your money on that. And you spend your money in a way that's aligned with your true purpose. And eventually when you start asking yourself this question enough, it's going to lead you to your purpose because you're going to start seeing a pattern. You're going to go, oh my gosh, that's what I'm looking for again. How can I bring that in today without the trips, without the degree, without anything? 
how can I start to change that? And then finally, you express gratitude for all that you receive, for all that you currently have, and for all that you are becoming. And you feel that gratitude just expand into your whole body. Good. So we have a spiritual practice. They're going to hook me off the stage any moment now, so we better go quickly. You can write down the things that you really, really want. And you don't have to hold back. You don't have to be embarrassed about any of it. None of it's wrong. And then do the question trail. Ask yourself why and why. And maybe why isn't the right question. After a while, you might ask yourself, what will that get me? What, what do I think that will give me? Why do I want that? And eventually you'll get to a desire. It's not always easy to see for yourself. Sometimes takes the eyes of somebody outside. So I'm doing a workshop in a half an hour. Um, and then if you want, you can write that in a different way. You can kind of say to yourself, okay, instead of saying what I want, how do I envision my life? And you write it with feeling, and you feel it. And then you do things that you can do today, regardless of whether that circumstance has happened or not. Thank you all so much. Be blessed.